welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Sec for the 2017 World Preclinical Congress running in Boston from June the 12th to the 16th. One of the key streams that we have for this year is a conference called Translational Strategies in CNS. And one of the key speakers that we have talking about that is Antti Normi, who is the Managing Director of Discovery at Charles River. Antti, thanks very much for joining us today. I thought it'd be very useful for our attendees to get a broader perspective of your role within the Charles River organization and some of the responsibilities that you have at the organization. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure giving this talk with you. My role at Charles River is to lead our CNS team. So we have the site is, is focusing on various CNS disorders of neurology and psychiatry. And we are focusing on all the major neurological diseases that there's a drug development ongoing within the pharma and also in the biotech industry. And we are trying to provide the services to the industry, but also to the academia to understand uh, whether these newly developed molecules or compounds or therapies for these devastating neurological and psychiatric disorders, what I would say benefit they actually have in this space. And in here in Kuopio, Finland, we are about 110 people. We have fairly good presentation of long-standing neuroscientists on board, but also junior scientists and technical staff who have been working on these CNS models for throughout their careers. With your experience that you've seen within the CNS industry as a whole, how has it changed? How has the CNS drug development industry changed in the last two to three years? I think that the field has actually changed quite dramatically, I would say, from traditional pharmacology to, first of all, more to exploratory work, at least here in Kopio, what we do here at our site. Uh, it is also, I would say, that the theme of nowadays is that translatability and that's also one of the main topics of this upcoming conference as well. So one of the biggest problems in the field is really to understand that what is the translational value of for example animal models what we use here to develop these current therapies for these neurological and psychiatric disorders and given the all the I'd say failures in this CNS space that we have seen over the years the past couple of years has really shifted also the focus on really understanding these therapeutic targets and also trying to address more specific questions than trying to address a larger disease as a whole. So many companies are looking at this very specifically from a particular angle to try to address these questions that you need to answer in, in these diseases in order to develop more effective therapies. I assume you'll be addressing some of these in your presentation. You're going to be chairing and speaking in a session titled Implementing Successful Translational Strategies. What do you kind of see as some of the key challenges that still remain when it comes to translating preclinical models in neurological diseases? I guess it's when we are in the CNS space. I guess one of the criticisms that, that we often see in preclinical models, so now I'm talking about the animal models of diseases like Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, is that we are oftentimes looking at the efficacy of the disease from animal behavior point of view. And you can imagine that rodent behavior is quite far away from human behavior. And as long as you basically acknowledge that and understand those limitations, that basically allows you to use these models to address certain questions. But of course, you cannot interpret or translate your preclinical information from animal behavior point of view to clinical situations. 
How we're trying to actually address uh, or make the models more translatable is that, that we are applying certain technologies that are more closer to applications what you would actually use in, in human situations. So one of those technologies, what we actually apply is imaging, and there we can use similar modalities, similar kind of endpoints in animal models as clinicians would use when they use MRI to look at specific brain lesions or white matter changes in, in a human brain, or we could use similar kind of PET imaging, what you use in human patients to look at their, in certain pathologies you have, for example, certain changes in the certain receptor occupancies in human patients that you could look at. We look at the similar kind of things in these disease models in rodents. So we're trying to make a, some sort of a bridge between the animal models and the human disease. And that's, I guess, one of the key things what we are trying to really bring this kind of a translational bridge as far as we can actually do that. And that lack of translatability is probably the biggest problem what the field actually experiences at the moment, unless those bridges have been actually built. And so do you believe that this is one of the key aspects of advancing CNS drug development to late stage success? Do you feel the industry needs other things in order for it to progress and for big pharma to return big investment for this area? Yes, I think that the understanding, first of all, your therapeutic targets well in humans and then kind of translating that or back translating that to the animal models is very important. So these are, I'm now mostly talking about my experiences, where my background comes from is the animal models of disease and not that much on the in vitro systems or more simplified systems. I think that there will be much more weight on put on computational systems, in silico systems, but also to use in vitro systems and especially these human-derived stem cell lines and things that are simple but they have been derived more closer to resemble human tissue or human brain in, in this case. So these kind of things coming together will definitely drive also the development of future therapies and I see that also companies, academia and, and industry in general is going to invest more, I would say, more broadly to explore these alternatives also than the animal models that what has been traditionally being used or I would say traditional in vitro system that have been used historically much more in the drug development space. So do you believe that we have the right targets at the moment? Do we need new targets, new ways to develop new targets or is it very much the translational aspects is the bottleneck that this area has been struggling with? I think that we need to have both. So of course because we have such a powerful tools in, in terms of understanding the genetics also behind these diseases. So we definitely need to look for alternative or new targets, so to say. But at the same time, we also need to be able to have better translatability in the tools what we have so that we could somehow maximize the predictability of our basically how successful we will be in the end, in, 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 the, in the process of, of having the drug on the market. And I guess everything comes down to minimizing the efforts or essentially stopping your programs the earlier the better because it's, it's a very time-consuming and also expensive to do drug development. So the earlier you can make a decision whether you are going to meet your milestones or whether you will actually get a success, the earlier you can actually discontinue your programs the better you're off. So that is also one way of, of looking at it is that, that you're 
trying to maximize your chances of success having good, hopefully also good novel targets, but also that you will have a good translatable tools that you're applying in order to maximize your success. I just also wanted to ask a little bit more about Charles Rivers' involvement in this space, and maybe you could give me a little bit of example of kind of how things have progressed within the company and really what your aim as a company is for people working within this space. Charles River is a global organization, especially now I'm referring to Charles River Discovery, for which our site is part of. It's part of the global organization whose mission is to really be there on the front line on developing therapies, not only in the CNS, but in other therapeutic areas as well. Really be that the partner and in the front line to develop novel therapies for these devastating diseases that we have out there. We have kind of a global commitment from from our side to really be partners and participate and be proud of being part of this process to be there to see these new therapies coming hopefully in the future also in the CNS space which has notoriously been a lot of failures in a history so we are really committed to be there to support our sponsors or the industry and also academia and being involved with the academia also to understand what do we need to develop in order to make those drug development projects successful. Is there any particular presentations or sessions within that conference track that you're particularly keen to attend or excited to see some of the data coming out of that? Yes, one of the big challenges what we encounter, in the, especially in the in vivo space, and of course this applies to the CNS drug development in a broader terms, is that the issue with the blood-brain barrier. So one of the limitations of various therapies of not being successful or not being efficacious is that they have a low penetrance in the CNS. And this means that basically the tissues that would need to have the drug in place do not actually get there because of the blood-brain barrier. So understanding the dynamics of the blood-brain barrier, how that works, how we can, for example, facilitate these treatments or therapies of passing this blood-brain barrier is is very helpful and it would be beneficial for the field in general. So I'm looking very much forward to seeing that what kind of advancement has been actually made in a preclinical setting in understanding the animal models and how we could actually utilize that also to understand the things that are happening in human patients in these diseases. Well, Dr. Norway, thank you very much for your time answering the questions that we have for you today. The Blood Brain Barrier Conference will be part of the World Preclinical Congress and has been a popular package that we've been offering as well as the Translational Strategies and CNS Conference. So for those who are interested in the conference, please make your way towards our website. And Dr. Norway, I'd like to thank you again very much for your time and this afternoon. Thank you. It's just a pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs>